0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's
1: up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight.
0: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? MMA Zing. Radio.
1: Welcome to It's M-Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me as always, DJ Mark. Sup. Also with me, Kid Presentable. Quarantine full squad, baby. And finally, a man who apparently is now, who lives somewhere that has joined the other six states in creating the new country I'm referring to as East America, Lavender Gooms.
0: Uh, Our coalition here on the the East Coast includes basically all of the uh, Northeast states. (laughs) And I propose that we just call it Forget About It.
1: Oh, I like that name. That is a solid name. Our coalition so far is just Oregon and Washington um, and California. We don't have a have. I don't think we have a name yet. We are
2: a nation of we don't need any of you people. (laughs) We don't need anyone
1: else. I'm telling you, I've been making jokes. For at least six to months or so, or so saying we're going to make our own country, these three states. And now after the news today that all these states are just doing, forming coalitions themselves, turns out, turns out it's true. So uh, we thank El Presidente Newsom and uh, <laughs> whatever title you guys want to give Cuomo over there. So um, boys and girls, um, we thought last week, realistically, no, but we thought there was a chance we're going to have to pick some fights this week. Um and again, thank you to El Presidente uh, Newsom and Senator, who uh, you'll never hear me say another good thing about her ever, Diane Feinstein, for promptly shoving their foots right up the UFC's asses. Um There was uh, the wonderful news that the UFC was going to try to get us all sick, us being the people of California, by putting on a big fucking fight card in um, at the Tachi Palace. And as funny as Mark and I found that, you know, the Tachi Palace at all being in the news, it was a horrible yeah, fucking irrelevant. idea. Horrible fucking idea. So apparently, um, Senator Feinstein, who's the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, which, if you're not a big politics guy, just know she, uh swinging big dick, all right, senator-wise, um, said she ain't down with this. And the governor of the most populated state of this great union um, Governor, uh, Governor Newsom of California called Disney and said, hey, what the fuck are y'all doing? And um so they shut that shit down. I'm just imagining, Mark, a phone call where all the higher ups at Disney, you know, Mickey, Goofy, all of them on the phone yelling at Dana White, calling him a fucking idiot for this stupid ass plan. Um And yeah, um what has proceeded is we'll talk about just for a moment what the stupid... Group think that uh, the stupid uh, belief among some MMA fans that this is somehow the fault of the media. But uh, first off, Mark, shout out to the great state of California and our executives for shutting down this bullshit. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, it was a fun talking point, I guess, for a while. I mean, you know, the talk of private islands and, uh, you know, holding Kumites out. And and then again, you know, Tachi Palace somehow getting in the but news. to be clear, so the
1: fight island is still on the table. That one has not been shut down because it is not in the United States. I guess States.
3: There's, no, yeah, there's no regular... I guess there's nothing stopping them, so ma- yeah, but uh, it was an interesting story, but I honestly, when we had that conversation, uh, you know, last week, I tried to play devil's advocate, and like, after two quiet, I was like, no, this doesn't, you know, even trying to play the other side, there's no logistics to why this would happen, so in the end, you know, the right thing is happening, which is good, but it is just silly that this even came about and especially i mean we already talked about it, but especially when habib couldn't do it because there's something about tony ferguson and your stupid little kid mind thinking like you know what that fight's just big enough and important enough that it can transcend this global pandemic to actually happening you I, we at least for me it's like i want it that badly like i'm ready to like skirt hill like the the health of and uh the world but when Habib's not gonna do it, it's like, well what now? And now we're playing second fiddle. This just can't happen. Then you then it comes, you know, comes crystal clear, like, okay, they're just doing this because it's the money, like it always
1: is. Mike, I uh I think I was talking to you when I said I think you asked me, you're like, why aren't they going why aren't they just going to a flyover state? And I think I said, yeah, why aren't they just doing this in Thackerville, where Bellator does all those other Indian Veseration fights. Uh still don't know why they aren't going there. But uh I guess it's just nice to see that there's some adults still. Left, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's sad that you got to phrase it as it's good to see that there's some adults because you would have thought all adults at this point outside of Vince McMahon would have thought, you know, it's a good idea not to put people in harm's way. But there's nothing greater than the almighty dollar, right? That beats out even, you know, death dealing Corona.
1: Yeah. Um, by the way. Shout out to Vince McMahon being the carniest of all carnies, getting the governor of Florida to declare his wrestling company an essential business. That was just wow. Way to go, Vince. He knows,
3: he knows how to spin.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, Vince. Like, that's almost I'm impressed. It's, like, truly impressive also when he says when they, they first date that they're going to do five weeks of tapings all at once. So all the wrestlers travel there. And then when they get there, they're like, nah, man. We're doing live shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We need to see you back next week. Again. Cracker Jack yeah, job,
3: He's got a good pull. You know you know who's going to bed with every night? Linda McMahon. That's She's right. All small business, right? Small, so,
1: all small business. That's right, buddy. By the way, Miss Mrs. McMahon, as someone currently trying to get the uh, Payroll Protection Act loan, uh, no, uh, casting negative, nothing negative towards you, madam. Keep up the good work. Um, Stefan... Um, just real quick before we get into the part of this podcast, which we actually want to enjoy, our, uh, the second, uh, part, part two of our superhero movie Madness Tourney. Um, you're, you're generally with me for, for the, uh, the, I don't know what, I mean, I guess the, the, the great expressions of the First Amendment and all these UFC fighters trying to blame the MMA media, um, from stopping them from having a fight card is some impressive fucking, Pitting poor... Uh, some impressive... I don't know what the word for it. Distraction creation by the UFC? Help me out with the language here. But the UFC managing to pit the fighters against the media when they literally are trying to do a, build a fight island and everybody... No one's saying, Hey, if you have money for a fight island, why don't you pay everybody a fucking stipend? I,
0: I'm is not sure if this is. I'm not sure if this is the correct terminology, but is the word you're looking for a straw man?
1: I don't think I'm looking for a straw man. I'm looking for the MMA equivalent, basically, of how... Um, when, like the government convinces like poor black people to argue with pure Mexican, poor Mexican people while rich people eat, take all the resources. That's what I'm looking for. Stefan, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Stefan, basically what I'm getting at is it's almost like when we all say the sport needs a union and then we see something like this happen. Do you ever just be like, well, you know what? These guys don't deserve a union. Let them get destroyed by this company. I mean, it's, it's, it's
2: a lot of things right Mm -hmm. now. Um, Right now, this country is fucking stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> they yep. kind of use a different example. Is uh, So I went to Safeway today. Um, all these policies in place. You got to wear the mask. You yep. can't bring out your outside bag. You got to use like the product company distilled things. There's all these one-way things. There are clear demarcations on the ground of what six feet of distance is. Um, and no one can fucking do it. Uh, people are crisscrossing each other down one-way aisles. People are breathing down the necks of people in the line. Pe- people are fucking dumb in this country. And what this whole... F- this this You know, you guys know I've been struggling with my MMA fandom mm. a lot. I've had have an MMA fan, Existential Crisis, the last couple of years. This last week has really been trying for me. Because I think I said this to you at one point, Bob, I'm like... I kind of don't like anyone involved in this sport anymore.
1: Uh, Steph, one second, Mike. What did I tell you when I was brought up that Stephon brought when Stephon brought this up? Because a lot of times you'll say this, Steph, and I'll be like a little bit like, "Man, I still like MMA." Mike, what did I tell you about this when my, when I told you Stephon brought this up? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, you called. it. You said he would hey, he would have a real big issue with what happened this week.
1: No, I also told you I fucking like. I felt the same way. Like this was one of the first times that I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, this makes me like this less." Like yeah. I'm I'm enjoying um, this less. It feels. It's like when I watch football and it feels gross. And I know this is human fucking, you know, cockfighting, for lack of a better term. But I've been able to, like, wrap my head into the fucking, like, sport of it because I love the sport of one man versus another man. But the fucking stuff around it is fucking gross. Steph, I'm sorry to cut like, you off. Like, yeah, it's just, like,
2: the rhetoric of all these fighters are like, oh, the, the weak, you know. Oh, how, how they caved. Like, we need sports. It's like these people who have no understanding of things— um you know one of the one of the sweethearts of the sport who I follow on Instagram, I just I find her and her family very lovable. Um, Michelle Waterson's never offended anybody, but when she said like, oh, you know, thank you, Dana, our fearless leader. everyone was like tone deaf, tone deaf, fearless leader putting employees in harm's way for no reason like a lot of people just look dumb right now. And it's like, a lot of people look dumb. A lot of people look selfish. And I'm like, what do I like in the sport? You know, like I don't like any of the people involved. I don't like the people running. Did we it. had a, uh,
0: what we, there, had, there's, we have- there's one thing I do. Um, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but at times I think we do also got to play devil's advocate. Let's also remember that these people are quote unquote, independent contractors. Mm. And who knows? A lot of these people probably need paychecks. You know, a lot of the people who are willing to fight and, you know, you can't really put it past fighters to get really mad at people who they perceive are getting in the way of them earning a paycheck, albeit even if it is, you know, putting them in harm's way or putting other people in harm's way.
1: uh, Mike, I disagree with that because what they don't fail to realize is what's preventing them from getting a paycheck is the fucking global pandemic and the virus that is basically a silent murderer. And I saw like Luke Thomas did this whole video about how independent contractors are able to uh, apply for certain loans and like a grant, not even loans, like unemployment benefits basically under the new fucking emergency legislation. And I guarantee you the UFC hasn't done anything to explain this to their fighters because they're too busy trying to get Fight Island on. And like, look, I was, I saw this thing today where it said like Governor Cuomo said like, hey. If we all continue what we're doing, we've we've seen the worst of this. This is essentially an IQ test. What's going on right now? If everybody handles their shit, we'll get out of this. Okay? Like, eventually we'll get out of this. And, I'm like, I'm sorry, I mean, look, everybody here is still able to draw a paycheck. Everybody on this call? So, we're not in a position to be like, oh, you know, I can't make any dollars or anything like that, right? But, there's a, glow, there's a larger thing at hand here, which is we're literally more so than ever in this all together. The actions of any one person affects all of us, all right? I mean, this is—you hear these stories of, like, one person ends up at a party who has it, and, like, 70 motherfuckers have the virus the next day. You, like, you want to read about how this is happening in, like, in like homeless shelters and, like, uh, nursing homes where people are in close proximity with each other— Without choice, and it's just just like I saw this uh, homeless shelter in San Francisco. Ninety people got it in one shelter. Like, there's no reason to force people into close quarters with each other unless it is absolutely necessary. The cause of the flattening of the curve doesn't mean, like, the flattening the curve refers to how we are trying to make it so fewer people have to be hospitalized at any given time. We're spreading out the need of medical resources. Okay, if there's a spike, Mike, you're in New York City we're all fucked like yeah if, that's a, if, <laughs> if there's a
0: spike um I spend another two months here in my yeah. uh, apartment
1: so all these fighters who like somehow like are blaming the media which literally Dana White is playing Trump 101 here guys come on man he's a fight promoter he doesn't know what he's talking about he's good at that he's very good at that but he's not in a position to tell you guys anything else I literally saw someone tell, like, one of them MMA media, like, your job is to promote the UFC. No, it fucking isn't, all right? And do you guys think, does anybody think the MMA media benefits from a lack of fights? Do you think MMA junkie exists if MMA ceases to exist? Does anybody think MMA fighting still exists, or The Athletic, or any of these fucking places? ESPN just asked all their on-air talent to take a 15% pay cut. So, do you really think the MMA media wants no fights? So, just, I don't know, we don't draw a dime off this podcast, we've always made the joke forever, but you know what? About twenty-five to thirty percent of the uh, of, of our normal listenership is what's happening right now. As much as we enjoy our brackets, apparently, it's you guys actually want us to talk about fights, and we'd like to one day when it's safe for everybody. I'm just kind of just ranting yeah. for about four minutes. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, th-
3: none of this is really surprising, right? Like, I'm not surprised that the fighters are upset they can't fight. These are people that get in a cage and punch each other. Uh. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be too nervous about taking the risks of going on a flight and maybe catching a virus because they get kicked in the face for a living. You have to understand the mentality of a person who's a prize fighter. And it's like, Oh, am I supposed to be extra safe to, you know, not get ill or something? No, I get hit. And the- I could die at any moment because I'm in an extremely difficult sport. So, and I don't, you know, and Dana is going to do, so like none of the things that have happened have surprised me. Really. I'm just glad that I'm not surprised. Cause I would be surprised if we're talking about like, well, Tony's going to fight. Uh, Gaichi, this week in a Tachi Palace underground sterilized arena and everyone else is going to be wearing hazmat suits like I'm glad that's not happening I So, mean, since
2: you mentioned him Mark can I just chime in like for all these fighters that I you know I'm not going to even bother to name all the ones that have said really stupid things to me How is it that the guy who uh, thought like there was a wire that he had to cut out of his body was the voice of reason? I'm talking about Tony Ferguson. Was Mm. like, oh, the event was canceled. It was probably for a good reason.
1: Yeah. Like, how is (laughs) this guy
2: (laughs) the voice of reason in all of this of the last week?
1: Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, and like, literally, Rose Namajunas pulled out of the fight at three hours before the Kafardg fight got canceled because two people in her family died.
3: Yeah. Two. Can't catch a break, man.
1: Two. There are how many? There are what? Ten thousand dead people in New York, Mike? Is that what the number is?
0: You are shortchanging us by two thousand people.
1: There we go. Twelve thousand dead people. And today was a good news day. There, where oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah that's just pointing that out there. Is it one hundred thousand uh, dead worldwide now? What do we uh, have now?
0: Well, just to speak of New York, um, I was telling Bob this earlier that it was a morbid, it was a morbid feeling for me when uh, the news update came out and our governor said 615 people had died in that the last 24 hour period and my thought was actually wow that's good news um the number's gone down to 615 people yeah,
1: there are i mean there's 120,000 dead people just putting that out there this world needs sports no it fucking doesn't the world needs a fucking vaccine all right does anybody th- does any- i swear to god there's nobody with a brain is going to get into any sort of arena with 20,000 other people. Anytime soon.
0: You know, and a vac- vaccine is uh, 12 to 18 months away. Yeah. By the if you specialist. don't get me,
1: if I don't have a vaccine or some sort of thing that says I already got this and I got antibodies, I ain't going to fucking anything. All right? Simple as that. Anyways, let's have some fun. All right? Now that I brought us all down.
2: Yep. um, we're Great going transition,
1: to... guys. Great transition. Dude, I am here for the transitional material. All right, boys and girls, um, this is what this podcast is, as we mentioned. We are just doing March Madness tournaments. And last week, uh, we started the superhero, um, what do we call this thing, Stefan? I apologize. Superhero movie madness tourney. My bad. Um, we have 64 movies. We managed to get halfway through the first round. It took us about an hour and 40 minutes last week. It's because we're
2: nerds, Bob. Yeah, we I had really a lot like- to say about movies that were getting absolutely
1: wrecked but we still wanted to talk about them. Why? Because we like all these movies. We like superhero movies. Exactly. So uh, we're going to try to, we're going to knock out the second half of the first round today. Um, No promises if this is week two of three or week two of four. But um, (laughs) as usual, I'll have the, uh, if you haven't been to the DSM Amazing Instagram account or Twitter account, please visit if you want a visual representation of what we got going on here. Um, The bracket has been updated um, with what we've gotten through the first uh, week. Um, I will leave the clean bracket pinned to the top of our Twitter account if for some reason someone wants to start – if you want one of your friends to listen to us argue about comic book movies and you don't want it spoiled. Um, I mean you got a clean bracket if you want to make your own and tell us that our
2: case sucks. And yeah. how we don't recognize such and such as a classic gem of a
0: movie.
1: And because I'm going to take abuse from this anyway, let me just lean into it now. The symbol in the bottom right-hand corner is for Spawn. So if anybody else doesn't pick it up, this is me helping you out. Um, Stefan, um, let's uh, let's get going. Leading us off, uh, this oh, leading off the second half of our first round with yeah. the first big superhero movie ever.
2: <laughs> well, I just wanted to chime in real quick before we get started. Um, two notable upsets last week. We had a couple big ones. Um, We had the our biggest upset of last week to recap was a number 13 seed taking out a four. And that was Blade knocking out The Incredibles Part One from Pixar because, you know, we're cool, edgy 90s kids. We don't like that kiddie animated stuff. And coming in at the other upset, which was a uh, 11 over a six, I believe, was a beloved animated series for us. And that was Big Hero 6. Knocking out Captain America Civil War.
1: Stefan, real quick, just so the people know how serious we take this. I was on a call with Mike like two days ago where I was complaining about you and Mark. Where I told Mike, I'm like, how the fuck are these idiots going to let Age of Ultron beat Thor? What the fuck? How did, they even, how did this even happen? All <laughs> right, That's how yeah. serious we take this. I
2: mean, I'll continue to stand by it. I like Thor. I liked Age of Ultron, too. So, uh, but anyways. So, stuff. just
0: to make sure, are we still using your family as a tiebreaker?
2: Um, I still have those. Um, they, they're completed. Um, there's no potential like conflicts thus far. If you want to just do a choose who you want to be the tiebreaker, because, um, yeah, we haven't rounded up a fifth. But
1: I, like um, I, I do like Mike saying that, because at this exact moment when he said it, he said, I realized I forgot to ask the person I wanted to be our fifth this week to do this. Anyway, step on. Continue, please.
2: <laughs> anyway, moving on. We got two more brackets to go. Um, I'm going to throw this one to Bob first, because he said he wanted to make the case. But coming Ugh, in at number God. one speed was the original 1978 Superman, a movie that kind of started this
1: whole thing off, and Mystery Man.
0: The movie no one has ever seen.
1: Okay, first off, let me tell you what case I'm making. The case I'm making is not that Mystery Man should defeat Superman, okay? What well, the case I'm making is those that bullshit noise that came out of Mike's mouth never come out the mouth of another person all right, with a fucking brain, because Mystery Men is a goddamn classic, all right, it is got a fucking killer cast, all right, you got Ben Stiller, you got, you got Janine Garofalo, you got Greg Kinnear, you got William H. Macy, you got Jeffrey Rush, that's right, he plays Casanova Frankenstein, you guys know who Casanova Frankenstein is, excellent bad guy, all right, fucking, you got, uh, Pee Wee Herman, Alright? His superhero power is that he fucking farts. Alright? This movie, all seriousness, is well worth your time. It isn't is really it, funny.
0: Isn't Donald Glover in this movie? No. Is the black
1: guy in this movie? You're talking about Mystery Team, Mike. You don't even know what movie you're shitting on. Stay in your lane. <laughs> oh all right? it's, uh, stay in your the, lane.
0: Hal <laughs> Mitchell's in this movie.
1: Yeah, he is. Um it's a pretty goddamn stack cast. It's um one of these movies that I convinced myself Ben Stiller wrote, and Ben Stiller didn't write it. But I really, really dug this movie. I think it came out in 99. Um, yeah. 99. Um, fucking Tom White, Tom Waits is in this movie. Which anybody any rock fans out there might be excited about that. Maybe not. Um, honestly, I know, uh, it's about to get beaten here. It shouldn't beat Superman. Superman is, the first Superman movie is the reason we have any of these movies. Um, it does not get the credit it deserves quite frankly people think superhero movies began with the x-men movie or the batman movie nope superman um and the first two movies are real good Guess a little iffy after that
0: did, but did you guys know that the first superman movie and the second superman movie were actually filmed at the same time
1: i did know that it's a fun fact about these great movies
0: and another fun fact richard donner had actually directed both of those movies but, um, I guess Richard Donner and the producer started hating each other, and the producer cut him out from the second movie, and yeah. they had to refilm a lot of the scenes so that there he is wouldn't a, get the directors
1: credit. There is a Richard Donner cut of the second movie that people seem to like quite a bit. Regardless, Mystery Men, great movie. Um, I- it's kind of hard to find. I think it might only be on, like, you gotta might have to rent it, or it's like, a you need access to stars. One of those, um, but- I just think people, like Mike, should put some fucking respect on the name of Mystery Men. That being said, of course, Superman should advance. That
2: being said, we all know Superman is going to clearly advance here, but I just wanted to throw it to Mark real quick. Because as one of the other two who put this in your last four in, you got anything to say about Mystery Men? Uh, I mean, yeah, this this just... this was decided on Bobby.
3: Because if Bobby picked... I was going to pick Superman. I, if you don't know, last week, I shat all over Superman, don't like Superman, never watched Superman movie. So this movie means nothing to me. And I did watch Mystery Men. And I, I think... I, I mean, ultimately, sure, everyone thinks Superman 1's great. Fine, we'll let
1: that pass. Because I haven't seen it. I don't well, I didn't, I didn't think Mystery Men had a chance of winning here. Did it have a chance? <laughs> right, not now, Bobby.
3: I mean, I think ultimately, if everyone's like... The first Superman movie is fantastic. All, you know, I, I don't think so highly of Mystery Men... I'm going to stand on and die on that hill, but I do agree with you, Bobby. I saw it when it came out in theaters. It was... It, I, I thought it was a big film. I don't know why Mike's taking this stance. Motherfucker saw Sky High over here, and now he's feeling <laughs> left out because he hadn't seen Mystery, man. I'm like, okay, this was a movie that was relevant to our age group when it came out, yeah. so go ahead and die on that. i pretty hill. sure I'm
0: not... we were in high school when Sky High came out. So
3: high, it was high school teenagers, the demographic they were shooting for, for Sky High, because they missed that mark on me, for sure. I'll say this right now: Mystery Man kicks
1: stick. the shit. Mystery Man kicks the shit out of Sky High. No, I, I, will, I will. disagree. And
2: here's what I'll say to both of you: Why are you both of you taking the hill of I haven't seen it, therefore it was terrible?
0: Like I, I saw good. both movies. I saw, you know,
2: a very enjoyable movie. I it's saw very both movies. Of both of you in this regard, because I saw <laughs> I, both and I liked both. <laughs>
1: like, I, you know what? I like Sky High. I love Mystery Man. <laughs> you put enough. that out there. <laughs> fair enough.
2: Moving on to the eight versus nine, we got the sequel to the uh, breakout hit, and number five seed, I believe, was the uh, prequel to this one, but Deadpool 2, taking on X-Men, which um, historical context, that was kind of the return to the big studio picture for kind of superhero movies in general, and while it didn't have that Iron Man, we're, we're really on the right track here, we started to feel like, oh, maybe superhero movies could be good, but... Mike, I believe you've seen both of them, so I'll let you kick this uh, conversation off.
0: You would believe right. So, one thing I like about this matchup is that both of these are kind of set, I guess, in the same universe. Since uh, Deadpool is sometimes considered a mutant and sometimes in the X-Men. If this had been the original Deadpool, maybe I would have put it over X-Men. I mean, you look back at X-Men now, um, it did kickstart the, this new wave of superhero movies that came out, you know, over the last 20 years, but you watch X-Men now, and it's a bit too rooted in realism now. Uh, the effects are pretty dated. The fights aren't that great. Even the fights with Wolverine and, and Sabretooth on the top of the Statue of Liberty. Um, the scene with, with Storm and, and Toad, that was just the even of, uh,
2: hey Mark, you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning?
0: And everything else to do it. It's like everything
2: else. Yeah, like it's it a really weird, like general <laughs> African accent that Halle Berry was trying in that movie.
0: Which was gone by X3. Um even though Deadpool 2 wasn't as good as uh the first Deadpool, um taking out the historical significance of X-Men and just judging these as you know superhero movies, which I enjoy watching. Um, I'm I would go with Deadpool two on this one because I could watch that one a lot more than the original X Men.
2: Uh, I'm gonna second that because um, you know we talked about like kind of these they they are in the kind of extended singer verse I guess we'll call it of this X Men universe. Um, the one thing we give them credit for is they always got that one scene they knock out of the park, right? Like, whether it's the uh, Quicksilver running bullet motion, the Nightcrawler in the White House, but uh, my favorite of all of those kind of one spectacular power set scene, I love Domino's scene, because I was confused as hell when I, she was going to be announced as character. Her her superpower is luck. How do you manifest that in a way that it visually like tells you what's going on, that you understand it, that it looks cool? And that whole sequence of everything just working out just so perfectly for her as the train collides, the bullets ricocheting where they need to. That was, like, I mean, I was high as hell. I think we saw it at uh, uh, the, what's it called, um, Alamo Draft House. We had the delicious meal in front of us. Yeah, um, I, I,
1: I was eating a burger. Yeah, that was, I remember that. I, it was,
2: it's definitely a notch down from the first one. But I still really enjoyed it. So I got Deadpool 2 as well.
1: Do you remember there was chimichangas on the menu? That made me happy. Um, I just want to say, I mean, I mean I'll mean, i talk about this, but I just want to say, um, yeah, Deadpool 2 is a better movie. But X-Men movie became better for me when Kevin Smith pointed out that Brian Singer's X-Men movies are just about how gay people want to be treated well in a society without people saying, you, you're gay. And then the movie took on a whole different tone when I watched it. I'm like, yeah, this is about gay rights. That's, I mean, that's really. <laughs> did, did it take on a
0: different tone at Brian Singer stuff came out?
1: Love
2: pushing no, I that theme so much. It, it's diversity. It's any group, but you always make it it's gay specific diversity, not any other type of diversity.
1: Yeah, Brian Singer. You watch all of his movies. <laughs> There's a theme. <laughs> um, yeah, Deadpool two is a better movie.
3: Yeah, no, I second that. I actually, you know, listening to you guys talk about it, I I feel the same way about Deadpool 2 is like where I generally like, oh, I think the first one was better. But honestly, when I really think about like certain things that happened, Deadpool 2, like that was really still a fun movie. And I think I even thought that when I rewatched it, I was like, I'll watch this again. I don't, It's it it, it has this stigma in my mind. Oh, it's not as good as the first one, but it's actually really fucking good in and of its own right. Um, And I think it is because they introduced a lot of interesting characters and I think they pull them off for the most part. Um, and X honestly, I don't like any of the x men movies. I, I this one, I thought like, oh, this, they had some things in here that were good, and I was like, maybe they can get better from here, and they really never did. Uh, and like' we'll, we'll we're gonna talk about more of them, and I don't think any of them really hold that that much esteem for me, even like the newer ones with the younger class. Logan. um, and this first, uh, okay, that that's a different beast. That's the only one I'll give you, Michael. <laughs> Everything else is uh I, I think of, of of a lower quality. Um, And this first one, I had a really high expectation for. I think we all did. And walking out of the theater, I kind of thought like, okay. Especially for that time, too, where the expectations were pretty low. I They still didn't really meet me there. And I thought maybe in a couple movies, we'll get them in the spandex with yellow and blue and looking like the cartoon, like I wanted it to be. And we never really got there. Um, but yeah, this one, it didn't give me a lot of hope. And Deadpool, uh, Deadpool 2, I think, is just a really good film. And I think... It kind of hides in the shadow of its first one, but in and of its own right, you know, it, it had big shoes to fill, and maybe it didn't quite fill them, but that shoe's fitting pretty snug, I think.
2: Clean sweep here. Um, coming up next, we got the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman taking on Hellboy. You know, I honestly didn't decide which Hellboy one is. Mark, I know you like the other Hellboy, the remake. Well, more.
3: I, I I didn't push it because I don't think anyone else saw it. So. Yeah.
2: Why? Why bring that up? Argue as if it is that one. I'm just curious how you take. Um, I'm gonna go with Batman just because Nicholson was iconic as the Joker. His Joker lasted a long time for us. So I,
1: I know I'm a Batman Mark, but I love that movie. I like. I know people are just like, oh, Joker's not like the Joker in the books, and it's not like Tim Burton just pretty much turned Edward Scissorhands into a Superman movie into a superhero movie. I don't care i think batman is awesome and the whole fucking soundtrack is prince um there's that let's just point that out bat dance is on there and um the museum scene is one of the one of my favorite scenes in any superhero movie i think it's him dancing and fucking with the paint with all the paintings is really cool
0: <laughs> um, it it's not
1: clear if it's not clear i'm taking batman
0: <laughs> i'm going with batman as well um I re-watched Hellboy a couple of days ago, just uh, to reacclimate myself with the with the first movie. And it was really good. Uh, my only gripe with Hellboy, and it would have lost even if the ending was a lot better, but my only gripe with Hellboy is that the ending kind of falls apart at the end. I mean, there's really no big boss fight at the end, um, which I kind of need in my superhero movies. And he like decides to open the portal to Hell, and then gets a couple words told to him by like dude he met like a week ago and he decides to close the portal boom i'll just rip off my horns i won't be the devil anymore whatever Um,
2: mike you still that makeup and effects man budget we can't afford to make a big villain
0: (laughs) they wasted it all on hellboy and the fish guy
2: practical effects guillermo del toro productions are
3: expensive hey, and and he made it count because he's like you know what i'm gonna do another Fishman movie later i'm just gonna take this costume
1: because i'm gonna get Dude, that that ready. was just his audition that was his fucking like test reel for the next fish movie man. did, did you guys notice uh
0: did you guys notice in the golden army that the fish guy you know and the chick were gonna get it on and all i thought was yo isn't this pan's labyrinth or whatever that movie is like isn't this the same plot
2: The fish guy with the eyeball hands,
1: like, he he likes fish guys. There was a real theme with Guillermo's movies for like a (laughs) 10-year stretch, guys, all right?
0: (laughs) I think Bobby is trying to say that Guillermo del Toro is a furry.
1: I, I mean, is it furry if it's fish? Scaly. Well, he's a scaly. Wait, wait, wait. Is that a thing? He's a
2: scaly. <laughs> scaly scallywag. That I don't, don't I don't, I'm not going to venture into that sector of the internet to confirm.
1: Really Stefan, you may have just. The best thing you've ever said on this podcast is he's a scaly. You're <laughs> just letting you know. Took us 370 episodes, but you, uh, you peak well, right there.
3: I'm going to throw it out there because I'll be the descending voice. Um, because I didn't really. I don't know if I have watched this Batman movie an entire... Is this the also one with the, the Penguin, Bobby? Are we talking no, Penguin? That's a, no, okay, that's
1: the that's a, that's, that's a sequel.
3: Okay, so this I know I definitely one. never saw this one. I only watched part of the Penguin one. You've
1: never seen this one?
3: I don't think so, no. Oh,
1: man. I, re- I think it ends up on Netflix a lot if it's not there right now. I recommend it. Bob, that's you're cool.
0: giving me shit for not having watched Mystery Men. Man. This man has never watched no, no, Batman. No,
1: no, no. You don't say... You you haven't seen Mystery Man, and you disrespected. Mark that's didn't right. say anything. <laughs> Mark just said he hasn't seen it. Alright? <laughs>
0: That's right. Mystery Men is a classic, like how Howard the Duck is a classic.
3: Mark, make your votes. <laughs> uh, I was just going to go with Hellboy. Uh, and if you wanted me to uh, de- argue the more newer one, which people don't like as much, um, I would just say, the new Hellboy is just, I think it does the comics justice. It really follows follows those storylines very well. And more above anything else, it is a roller coaster ride of just being metal as fuck. That movie is just, they, they tell you up front, like, oh yeah, we're ripping dude's skins off. This is just a fucking metal album through and through. And I've wanted to re-watch that movie multiple times. When it came out, me and Christine saw it twice. We got it on Blu-ray. We watched it. And, you know, during the last couple of weeks, I'm like, I don't want to throw that in again. I just think Christine would want to watch it too. It's just a fun movie to watch. The plot's not super hard to follow or anything. And the action's just fun. It's just a fun movie. And I think that was tough because Del Toro and... Um, Perlman wanted to do a Hellboy 3 so bad and there were so many rumors of them getting close and then having them just be like nah, we're not going to have you guys do it, we're going to have these other people do it. It's just like, why would you do that? And then what you got was a movie that probably financially fell, uh, failed, but I think did a lot of justice to the comics and was just a really fun ride. So, And I don't really ask for much more in my comic movies, so I'll say that. I probably do need to watch the original and even Penguin uh, Batman. It's just honestly... 80s, early 90s movies just sometimes are a hard sell because it's just there's a cheese factor there that I find hard to, to cut through sometimes.
1: This movie has a very special place in my heart, but I understand what you mean. <laughs>
3: yeah, see, because I'm not seeing it in like the I'm seven years old in '94. I'm seeing it as like 35 year old Mark seeing uh, Nicholas Jackson in his silly suit and stuff. But I, I do know that as, as quality film. So, but knowing that it's going to go on, I'll just put the vote for Hellboy just for prosperity's sake
2: keeping it moving um in the next slot we have the four versus 13c i got to guys tell you um this right this matchup right here i am the most disappointed at myself i should have put these elsewhere because blade was one of our big upsets last week i like blade 2 so much more than i like blade
1: i love blade 2 and i hey, fucking you, you... threw it up against thor ragnarok yeah i was gonna say you just sacrificed it because yeah, yeah I, I got thor Ra- i like it too man but thor ragnarok man that's yeah I don't think it's that much of an argument, to be honest. As much as I like Blade 2, you really set it up for the slaughter here, man. Yeah, uh, just to make my point
2: is, yeah, Thor Thor 3 is a Goliath. Um, That thing came out of nowhere, and it's what it came off of. We were coming off of Thor 2, which didn't make the list. The Thor stock was pretty goddamn low, and then they went and got Taika Waititi. And I think the Marvel Universe changed. It was already trending this way with James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy, But it's one of those James Gunn walk so Taika Waititi could run type situations because where he took the Marvel Universe with Thor was big. But, I mean, I don't want to make that point because I'm sure you guys can too. I fucking love Blade 2. I find it so entertaining. I love the kind of the way they made the super vampire. Like, I don't know if you could put yourself in the time, but when that mouth opens, like, predator-like, like a triple mouth, like... That was pretty damn scary. The graphics were really good. And just, like, loving, like, more comic booky y things, more video game things. That there was this elite unit of super vampire killers that Blade had a team with. Like, that was us taking it to the comic book level. It wasn't trying to be super gritty, super realistic. It had that grittiness because Blade was, like, R-rated. It was more adult-themed. It was blood galore. But, like, it just... I love Blade 2. And this is probably my, like, biggest, like, seeding sin in this whole tournament, in my opinion. Yo,
0: that scene in Blade 2, uh, right at the beginning when Blade is fighting the uh, the Blood Pack, where it's right in front of the, uh, the floodlights, and it makes it look like they're all doing some real ninja super world shit. I remember that was really b- groundbreaking at the time, because you've never really seen some shit like that. That was pretty dope. I just wanted to say something nice about Blade 2, because Thor Ragnarok is mopping the floor for Blade 2. That's just how good Thor Ragnarok is. I'm picking that
3: one. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, I Honestly, I saw Blade 2. I probably would also agree it's a better movie if I rem- could distinguish 1 and 2. Because unless you get a wacky character like a Ryan Ryan Reynolds with a big thick beard, I have a hard time distinguishing what happened in 1 and 2. But I remember you know, really liking those films. But obviously Ragnarok, like you said, um, uh, Waktiki just he was able to we got we got to see this really weird comedic voice do an action superhero movie and how that would work. and maybe not surprisingly, he knocked it out of the park. So yeah, that's obviously a four onener uh, runner, I think, in, in this whole tournament. so
2: yep, Thor's moving on. Uh, probably one of the lower seated ones that could really do damage in the tourney, in my opinion. Um, next up in the six and eleven, we got we got two bug people. We got the Spider-Man versus the Ant Man. And this we'll oh,
1: be I've been waiting for this one.
2: The Toby Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Mary Jane. Bob, you look excited.
1: Oh, because yeah. I know Mark's I know Mark's with me on this one. Because I remember when we were when this shit came out in uh O two, let's say. 2 ish. Okay. Um, a lot of people liked that first Spider Man movie. I didn't. And you know who else didn't like it? Mark. I got two with me, right? I got me, there's two of us, alright? I, look, I was, look, it was cool to see that motherfucker swing around. That was awesome. That was my favorite part. The whole movie itself, though, and I like Sam Raimi, um, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. I'm all on board, buddy. Alright? This didn't do it for me at all. Uh, Spider-Man 2, notably, good movie. Um, a lot of that had to do with Dr. Ock. Stefan pointed it out last week when we, We talked about it last week, right? It it moved on. Spider-Man
2: 2-1 because of Doc Ock.
1: Yeah. Um, And uh, Willem Dafoe is an excellent actor. Um, Last Temptation of Christ is one of my favorite movies. Um, Taught me a bunch of incorrect information about Christianity. Turns out they just made shit up. But in Spider-Man... I did not buy any of his Green Goblin shit. It was way like over the top. Bobby, I, I bought
3: his face. <laughs> his <laughs> his, his face. Goblin, went out. That might be as dude, far as the directing cast.
1: Dude, when they just kept cutting, like I just, I don't know. There was nothing. like I came out of this movie thinking like everybody was praising it. Maybe, maybe I was like on an island. Well, I'm not because Mark's on the island with me, not the fight island, the possibly minority opinion island. But I just didn't, just didn't do it for me, man. And uh, him, them swinging around and shit was. Um, Cool, Spider-Man swinging around was awesome. Ant-Man, on the other hand, was fucking awesome. Um, it wins already easily, but Michael Pena as his buddy. Mwah! Just a fucking keeping the theme of the wacky fucking normal, but not so normal friend of the superhero going, all right? Him, the, the Filipino cat in uh, 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 Spider-Man, the good Spider-Man movie. There's a few of them, all right? The buddy. the Marvel got the buddy down. The rock guy from Ragnarok, Alright?
0: I think you're selling short the rest of uh, Scott Lang's uh, crew, man. Like, the rest of them are all pretty quirky as well. No,
1: they're good too, but fucking Michael Pena hit a goddamn... Somehow, uh, two grand slams at once. He's the star of that movie. Um, yes, first Spider-Man, though, doesn't do anything for me. Um, and I think Ant-Man should win easily mark you with that on ant-man
3: uh yeah i mean the only thing i will give spider-man a little bit credit for and it's not the the doing of the movie more of the internet as i do it's like the factory i it do like a- the meme of I'm a bit of a man of science myself that has been used quite well i mean that, that's not going to make you a good film um and i think you know like we mentioned with some of these marvel properties uh ant-man is a was a really tough sell on paper uh, it is good they went with the Scott Lang version instead of the Hank Pym because Hank Pym is kind of a troubled character. You, if you do him Golden justice, beater. yeah, if you do him justice, he's boring as fucking beats his wife. So it's like, well, there's not a lot of good avenues to turn here. The Scott Lang storyline is a lot better. I mean, what I will say is that I don't think it's it's not one of my more favorite of the new Marvel movies. I think it had had a lot of stuff to kind of fight against, and it accomplished some things. But I think to Bobby's point when I think one of your best parts of your movies is one of your secondary characters having a really fun way of retelling a story which I think is great and I I love that character and I love that scene and I wish they would utilize it more within the Marvel Universe um, but outside of that it's like you know uh, I think uh, Paul Rudd does a good job but he's funny but he doesn't like a lot of the other characters really embody that character and with Paul Rudd it's just kind of like this is Paul Rudd if he got some superpowers um, And I'm not really seeing Scott Lang. And it could be not super familiar with that character. I haven't read a lot of that character. I know he's he's kind of a funny guy. but And that movie was fun. I'm starting to think now, like, the beginning when he's in jail and the Baskin-Robbins thing. He knows how to carry scenes, but this wasn't one of my favorite movies. But, yeah, the spy- the first Spider-Man movie really did not do much for me. Green Goblin's a fun character, I guess. I-, I do think William Dafoe's face fits that mask perfectly so makeup doesn't have to do a lot. But outside of that, there wasn't a ton of redeeming... I didn't like... um who played Mary Jane. I really did Oh, yeah. That,
1: yeah. yeah that cr- was a good one. Is it Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst? I'm yeah. I'm not
2: anti-Kirsten Dunst. And I
3: think that, I mean, I think Mary Jane is a really pivotal character that can be a lot of fun and really interesting, and I don't think she embodies that character much. And I guess all you really got out of this is the Spider-Man kiss or someone's hanging upside down. So that's fun. There's a couple of fun things you can pick out of this movie, but it's not really worth it if you're trying to get, like, a fun... I mean, there's better Spider-Man
0: movies out there
2: now, so you defend your new yorker mike
0: uh spider-man's from queens i'm from manhattan i hold no loyalty to him um i am going with Ant man i actually enjoyed the fact that ant-man what is a small scale film at the heart of it it's a it's a very ice nice film well well well, well was very nice you said small scale yeah mike don't act like that was an accident no that was an accident that actually all was, right I, i'm giving I you props anyway on. anyway um, I'm going with Ant man. Um, you guys have said enough on, on, on this one, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man is like a UFC fighter from like 1993, you know, at the time he was the peak of tank his Abbott. sport. Yes. He was a tank Abbott. tank. Abbott was murdering every mother effer out there. But by 2009, you can't be tank Abbott. All right. Because we got the new breed out there. Right. And that's what Ant-Man and a lot of the movies that have come out in the last five, six years are like, they're just fundamentally better movies outside of like the true classics you know your uh your batman returns and uh you know your original batmans it's it's hard to be a movie that's 20 years old and hold up
2: so ant-man's advancing kind of a big a little bit of upset here but um i'm gonna say this about Mm ant-man quite possibly the worst villain in all of the marvel movies
1: did you not think no. I, mean, I I'll say this uh, I, I was, was going to point it out. Guy as
2: yellow jacket, that was a lot of not. Well, you know what it is? I think bad. he's a
1: good actor. I think he's a good actor, but it kind of felt like he was a bad guy for the sake of like he was evil for the sake of evil. Like there was no like motivation. Like yes. they didn't it was, they didn't explain it he just he bad. wanted it. seemed like he was seemed like he was kind of greedy. No. That was it. I'm like that doesn't yeah. mean he has to kill people. Um, like- <laughs> and I, and so this
2: this will be my token vote for Spider-Man, and I can't believe no one else brought it up. But this is the scale tipper, in my opinion, and that is motherfucking Bonesaw. Oh yeah, Bonesaw.
1: Oh yeah, B- as the Bonesaw, and no one wants to mention this. Look, Macho Man is my favorite and the greatest professional wrestler that ever lived. Bonesaw <laughs> is the man. <laughs> yeah. It- They both have a
2: problem, but I like both of them. I'm not saying I dislike Ant-Man whatsoever, but Spider-Man does carry some nostalgia, but all the complaints are right. No one mentioned that TV Power Ranger quality suit that the Green Goblin was. That was an an atrocity of design. There's a lot of things wrong, but I can enjoy the campiness of it, right? Mark said the meme factory-ness of it. If you kind of go in with it as an unintentional comedy, it becomes far more enjoyable. You laugh at it, it's fun. You laugh with it, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, moving on um, to our next matchup. I think this one will be short and sweet unless anyone wants to mention anything about it, but 3 versus 14, we have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk, the forgotten MCU movie. But um, I'll sum up Into the Spider-Verse as this. Um, I forget what month it was, Mark, when Spider-Man came out on PS4.
1: Um,
2: mm, yeah. I think oh, for both shit. of us, it was arguably our game of the year. Um, you know, we mm-hmm. loved a lot of the other games, but we just had a real thing for that game. And I think when I beat it, I said to you, this video game is the best Spider-Man movie. But then about two months later, into Spider-Verse came out, and I was like, oh no, this is the best Spider-Man Quickly movie. topped. <laughs> Anyone else?
0: Yeah, um... Uh, uh... I think for me, uh, I remember when um, MCU and Sony, they were uh, getting their divorce and we were losing Spider-Man. If there was one thing that actually gave me some pause as to maybe they can actually make a good Spider-Man movie now, was when someone wrote, well, Sony by themselves already made the best Spider-Man movie out there into the Spider-Verse, so why wouldn't they be able to make a a good live-action one on their own now? But besides that, hands down... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for me is going to, might make it all the way to uh, the final four at least. Top three uh, superhero movie for me.
1: Um, Stefan, you I just want to say when you said uh, the, it was a much forgotten or easily forgotten Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton. Um, I just want to say it's actually a pretty good movie. I think Into the Spider-Verse is better. But I think Incredible Hulk movie is actually really good. And I am th- kind of disappointed we didn't get more of Tim Roth as Abomination because Tim Roth is an excellent actor. Um, and, I, I'm, um, I'm
3: glad you mentioned that, Bob. I didn't really buy him as like this military like killer. <laughs> like he, he, he you didn't he, like it. Oh, I mean, uh, I, I think he's a great actor. But like, I mean, and when he turned the Abomination, I was like, sure. But him like being like, oh, I'm like a paramilitary guy. I like, I just don't buy, I don't see you having that you kind of physical fight. presence.
2: What's that? He looks short. Like I know you're saying, right? He looks small and diminutive. Like you don't take him seriously as like I, a...
3: I think he could. He. I think he can play. I mean, he's a great actor. I think he plays that role fine. I think his body does him a disservice. He doesn't look the kind of guy like I'm threatened by, right? Like he doesn't have that kind of physicality about him, or even the way he like carries himself. Where it's like I'm like a military man. I know how to kill you like that. He, it just. It's like how his hair looks. I don't know. There's just a lot of things in that role. Like I didn't buy. His, and I mean, maybe it's just because, like, I just see him as the guy in, in Pulp Fiction, right? He's the guy that gets clowned by, uh, or you know, gets talked down out of the robbery. But you know, that's one thing that it didn't really like. That's one, the villain there wasn't super strong.
1: Um, but yeah, it's worth definitely worth your time to watch. I agree there. I do think it's fun. It is. A I good don't know. Movie. I don't know what it's on though. But I would watch that movie. I mean, I'm, I'm I like the Incredible Hulk quite a bit, and it's kind of hard to do an Incredible Hulk movie just because it's a lot of grunting. But um I thought this was a good one.
2: <laughs> this is when it was Paramount still, so it's yeah,
1: it's not on Disney Plus. Yeah, let me see if I can find it while you're going yeah. to the next one. Yeah, but- I mean I'll just I'll just say
3: about Spider-Man real quick. I mean, they had a lot of things going right with that film. You're introducing uh Miles Morales and you're introducing I think what is still the gold mine of the Marvel universe that the movie still haven't capitalized is the, the multiverse. There's just a wealth of interesting, fun narrative things you can pull at that string. When you literally can do anything at any point and have characters re-embodied or reimagined, I just think that's like that's a treasure trove of just fun crossover stuff. And I think this movie interacts a lot of those strings really well. Um and then of course visually it just nails it out of the park. So yeah, this is another one of those front runners. Um but like Bob said, I thought Hulk was a really fun movie. Re-
1: just real quick, um, it's not on any streaming service, you gotta rent it. But because we missed Macho Man, let me just say I really let everybody down by not remembering Macho Man for Spider-Man. But I just want to point out that Hickson is in this movie.
3: That's true. He does the breathing Uh, exercise. (laughs)
1: Hickson does the breathing exercise with Edward Norton. And if, as much as I've talked about Hickson on this podcast, if I didn't point that out, it'd be a disappointment. Go ahead, step on.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse moves on easily. You can tell it's kind of a popular one among us. If you haven't seen it, you got no reason. Um, It is. You got to see it. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, Moving on to the 7 versus 10 slot. Can the Incredibles 2, the kind of semi maligned sequel, does it have any shot against X-Men First Class at the 10 seed? Um I'm going to go first and I thought Incredibles 1 was significantly better. Wait,
1: wait. Have a, it's the favorite. It's the 7 seed. It is, Incredibles 2. Okay, all right.
2: Compared to the first one, um mm-hmm. you know, we don't we didn't have uh, Incredibles advance in the first round, but I think it's such a better movie than 2. I personally still enjoyed 2. I know a lot of people are down on it. Um X-Men First Class disappointed the hell out of me. Uh, it was supposed to be a reboot, and they rebooted right back into the Singer universe. I don't know what happened. Like, And I, it, it features one of my least favorite actresses, and that's January Jones. Um, she played Emma Frost, who's a really interesting character. She played it anything but. Bobby, I saw this with you, and you had a look of scoff and disgust when January Jones uh, says, it's not a war. For it to be a war, it means both sides have an equal chance of winning?
1: I, first of all, why does she just play Betty Draper? Like, what was, like, she's good as Betty Draper because Betty Draper is supposed to sound bored. The whole fucking point of Betty Draper well, is the same we thing. Well, I found is
2: she was casted well into that because she only has one note. She's yeah. not a good actress.
1: Um, look, I'm a big uh, 60s nerd, and uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis part of this movie was great for me, but I don't know what it did for anybody else like overall like I didn't even like this one honestly this whole matchup I didn't really like Incredibles do all that much and um like most X-Men movies uh this one's bad but um I might I might just I don't want to vote for either of these (laughs) I like the Cuban Missile Crisis part a lot though man I like that scene that whole ending I like that so I guess I'll go with that this is tough
0: i'm gonna offer up x-men first class as a sacrificial lamb for whoever faces in the next round um i fell asleep while watching incredibles 2 so i have to assume any movie i fell asleep while watching i mean i can't pass it on to the next round
3: it right, looks like we're going to be going to the board i guess because yeah, i'm not picking x-men first class <laughs> uh, and and what i what what happened in this movie same thing that happened in the first one it's like i'm kind of interested you already sold me just on premise alone. Those four X-Men, Beast before he's a Beast. I want to see a big burly guy that's not blue yet, and I, I really I like the concept. Just like I like the concept of the first one. I like the X-Men. I'm kind of already sold. I'm halfway through the theater already. You just don't just don't fuck it up along the way, and they keep doing This movie, like all the other ones, it just it left me blank. It's like I'm going in there. I'm already sold to have a good time, and it's just at the end of the It's like. I don't like it, and a lot. I know a lot of people do like first class quite a bit because it has the historical revel. Uh, I think I think there's little things that you can kind of pick out of these movies, You're like oh, that was fun, that was interesting. Those don't land for me most of the time, and then so a lot of times it's just like everyone's like, oh, I really like that movie. I thought it was kind of fun. I was like, you know what? Deep down, you know, you know, I did not like that movie. You know what?
1: You know what, Mark? What it is for me? It's like if I was watching a really bad UFC card that had a, like a pretty good main event. That's what it was for me, and you didn't like the main event in this round yeah. either. Yeah, and, and That's uh, what I mean. I only
3: saw Incredibles two once because I think it's fairly recent film. Um, and again, I'll one I, I enjoyed it. And, you know, it's not something that like I'm like itching to see again necessarily. But again, uh, besides, I, I just enjoyed that movie flat out more than First Class. It also has gotten some memes about. This is how we do math now. You know, if you make some memes, you're going to get some points with me. So maybe that's a, a way to go forward here. But yeah, I liked Incredible, too, a lot more in First Class. I think First Class, again, sold on the premise alone, and they still uh, fumbled it. So uh, so one of us has to pick a representative, Steph, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll do it, Bob. You can, uh, we can go to m- again. Our tiebreakers are just additional friends and family of mine who have completed the bracket for. Five- yeah,
1: if, if, if I remember, we might have, we might actually have a guest next week as a fan. But um, I will. Uh, I'll take Francis. I'll take your brother.
2: Big fan of animation. He also was a fan of Incredibles too. Advancing on, defeating the X Men. Whatever. <laughs>
3: yeah, you should have picked Stacy. That's what I learned last week. Stacey is like Incredibles. Did she pick uh, first class? Did anyone pick first Dude, class?
2: Uh, yeah, if you, I'll, I'll give you a spoiler. Stacy likes the X-Men movies. She does not like animation. See, I, I knew
3: Stacy
1: would have been and oh. That's the mistake I made last week, Bobby. I oh, just saved her first. Oh, goddammit. Okay. Moving um, on to the next slot. In the 2
2: versus the 15. Um, I'm going to lead the way on this because I think we're all unanimous. And I'll be honest. I'm going to save my endgame analysis for when I actually need to make an argument for it. Um, we got... Again, Avengers Endgame, kind of recency um, bias. Y'all know what happened.
0: I'm pretty sure Bob is going to go into a five-minute soliloquy on Watchmen, so I'm just going to go with I'm taking Avengers Endgame.
1: I don't, I don't have a soliloquy besides they messed up the ending. I think I talked about it when we did the TV show rankings. They messed up the ending of a, okay, it was not bad. It wasn't a bad movie at all but they messed up the ending and Avengers the ending. Endgame.
2: It it hurts.
1: The main event of this pretty decent UFC card, to keep my analogy, go, analogy going, was shit, <laughs> right? Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm i in that rare class where I actually like
3: the Watchmen movie a lot. I, I, I thought they did a really good representation of the comic. A lot of panels exactly the same. And the only thing they changed was the ending, which I liked better because I was like, Weird, and I know Bobby and Steph don't agree with me, but like just having just, like, oh, aliens <laughs> come at the end is not, like, a, a great writing thing. I guess having Mr. Manhattan kind of fall in the blade isn't great either, but that, that, that change I wasn't that upset with. So, overall, I was like, oh, I like that. I thought that was pretty, you know, authentic to uh, the source material. Endgame, obviously.
2: But for the record, yes. Endgame is going to sweep here. Moving on to our last bracket, coming right off of Endgame in the number one seed for the final bracket is Avengers Infinity War. Taking on the much maligned, I only included it because I thought Mike would shit on it, Justice
0: League.
1: It wasn't that bad.
0: It wasn't that bad. It it was Batman versus Superman, which, thank God, that's that in this bracket.
1: Mike, apparently you getting diarrhea is better than Batman versus Superman based on how angry you got last (laughs) time we brought it up. So... (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah this this is this is a sweep yeah if uh if
0: we were talking about the actual justice league versus the actual avengers i think the justice league would win that fight but we're talking about the movies it's infinity war
2: i'm not so sure mike you know why because uh in the history of the avengers the marvel universe is the avengers everyone gets a run even the bad guys got a run being the avengers for a while but moving along in their next matchup, in the eight versus nine, we have um, this was one of the late inclusions by myself, just because I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I mentioned I watched it again recently; it was better than I first thought. But that is Iron Man three taken on Captain Marvel in the nine slot. Mark, this is easy. This is easy.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, I for me, uh, I I am gonna go with Captain Marvel over Iron Man three. It. It is tough because I haven't seen Iron Man 3 in a while. It is not a film that I've gone back to a, a bunch to watch. I have watched it a couple times. Um, and I think there's definitely some stuff in, th- in there that's interesting. Um, and that's not to say I, like, I'm in love with uh, Captain Marvel as a movie. I think some points in that movie kind of drag, but I think overall it's a stronger film. So yeah, I'm going to go with Captain
1: Marvel. I fucking love Captain Marvel. I watched it again last week. I haven't uh, seen uh, two it weeks since ago. I
3: watched the first time. I may need to rewatch.
1: Yeah, and I felt like an A big asshole for missing the Mallrats joke. Oh, entirely. I know. I was like, I, I was, was so, like so excited such a for you to see that. I felt for months, like, such I was a we like, see this movie so you can see the movie? Dude, this great I, thing. I really, really, really like Captain Marvel. Um, And Iron Man 3 was f- whatever. It was okay. It wasn't, that the, the twist wasn't as annoying upon further review. But yeah, I Captain Marvel's awesome, in my opinion. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would say with Iron Man 3, went kind of rewatching it again after I the only other time I'd ever seen it was in theaters. Um I kind of with the context of time, I kind of realized Iron Man 3 really struggled being the first movie after The Avengers. We had just had our minds open to this next level so to kind of scale back into this single hero it was jarring it was definitely jarring there was a lot
1: of why don't they come help him why don't they come help him why don't they like that was like hard to have that in your head the whole movie
2: yeah i remember that kept doing that for a while but then you know they kind of got better at it but that said um yeah i'm a big fan of captain marvel too i love brie larson um you know I i will defend her from the uh internet all day
1: we, well, why do we have to defend her? What happened? Eh, yeah, she got,
2: she got a bit irritating. She got too in your face with her
1: activism. They, uh,
0: they, they said that I think she didn't emote enough, or like she didn't smile or some shit. Look, like she's always gonna be Envy Adams to me.
1: So yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it's Envy Adams. We're on board.
2: <laughs> also, I wish they kept it as a plot thread that didn't just randomly fade away. I was interested to see her run as Abed's girlfriend on Community.
1: Ooh, that would have been good.
2: <laughs> um. But moving along, as Bobby called it, in number five we have the good Spider-Man, Spider-Man: Homecoming, taking on number twelve, Unbreakable. This is another matchup, first round matchup that I kind of regret the seeding in hindsight.
1: Yeah, because Unbreakable is great, but you've you fed it up. All right, you served it up here, brother. Um, I just want to take this time to say, if you haven't seen Unbreakable. Um, I will spend the next minute trying to figure out where you can watch it and stream it, because it's a good movie. And M. Night Shyamalan directed it, which immediately you're thinking, oh, it must be shit. It's not. It's a really good movie. Um, But Spider-Man, they they made, they made did a good Spider-Man movie.
2: Well, in Shyamalan's sense, <laughs> I believe the statement kind of was, he made two good movies, and then it was all downhill from there.
1: I'm yeah, but there was, cool it was so bad <laughs> afterwards, it colored the previous ones.
2: Fair enough. <laughs>
3: yeah I can't really argue against homecoming uh I, I think in this whole tournament probably has one of the best superhero scenes where literally um what's the a, a vulture figures out peter parker's spider man when he's driving them to the dance or whatever that is flat out the scene before that too where peter c makes a connection who uh vulture is and then in that car ride just i mean just 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 facial acting you know there's not a lot of words said but just how these two characters play off each other in that scene and how they Without saying it, you both realize they both have kind of given it up or whatever. It, it was fantastic, you know, easily dude, one of my favorite scenes.
1: Dude, I've I've been saving my argument about my gushing over Michael Keaton for when Batman or or this Spider-Man movie face a real test, because oh. I think Michael Keaton kills it in both of them. Um, by the way, if you want to watch Unbreakable, it is streaming on HBO, which I believe might be free right now, or there's some sort of long ass trial because we're all stuck inside. So check out Unbreakable.
0: <laughs> so, um. I'm going with Spider Man as well. Um, just on Unbreakable, it's not even about Unbreakable, but considering how good Unbreakable was and how good Split was, yo, how bad was Mr. Glass? Did you have you guys seen that movie?
2: Yeah, Mr. Glass was disappointing.
0: Holy shit, that movie it's, was horrible.
2: It it's like someone else made it. It's like it's like you know how like when Community got taken over and it wasn't Dan Harmon anymore, it it felt like bad fan fiction. That's what Mr. Glass felt like. But these were your characters, Shyamalan. What happened?
1: Anyways, moving on. No one knows the answer to that, Stefan. We still don't know the answer. <laughs> no one knows. years. No one what knows. happened to M. Night Shyamalan, period? <laughs> oh, man. Just one last anecdote. Because, I
2: mean, this is where you knew shit was really bad. He, he made that movie After Earth with Will Smith and his son. But you didn't know it was a Shyamalan <laughs> film. Because the studio paid for his name to be disassociated with the project. You hired him to make a movie, a and then you paid to hide his name on the movie. What kind of clusterfuck is that?
1: The logic was, man, people like Will Smith so much, we can't color it with the stink of M Night Shyamalan. But you hired him
2: to write and make it.
0: In fairness, he didn't write that movie. Um, okay. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard did. I was gonna
1: say nobody. I was gonna say nobody wrote that movie. If you watched it, there wasn't a script.
0: <laughs> well, I, the joke I was making is that that movie was a Scientology propaganda yeah spider-man
2: homecoming it takes the sweep in our next matchup in the number four versus 13 we got logan versus the sequel to first round winner uh ant-man and that is ant-man and the wasp um and i will just say that this matchup here is a picture of my methodology to try to make an overall unbiased bracket because though it comes in at the four seed I gotta say, for me personally, Logan is a top five superhero movie. Period. Yeah, this is a sweet. Um, this is a
1: sweet man. This one is not even gonna be a question. Honestly, does anybody have an issue with this? Like Logan? No. Just let's,
0: let's just save uh, our gushing for Logan for the next round.
1: Yeah, I just want to say, Evangeline Lilly said some real dumb stuff when this virus stuff started. Go ahead, Stefan. Don't continue. <laughs>
2: well, we can keep this one short and sweet. Then Logan advances in this matchup. In our next matchup, in the six versus eleven. The lesser of the Nolan trilogy, Dark Knight Rises, taking on, as Mark so eloquently put it, the Penguin one, Batman Returns.
1: I honest, I was telling Mike this the other day when I was talking to, about this matchup. This one's going to be tough. This was a tough matchup because I think Dark Knight Rises suffers from having basically an impossible task of following, in my opinion, the greatest superhero movie that ever existed if not everybody else's list, top three, right? Um, And the Batman Returns movie has got the benefit of scaring the bejesus out of Mark, Stefan, myself, I don't know about Mike, with fucking the Penguin biting motherfuckers' noses um, and leaving a real lasting impression on me um, that (laughs) left me real scared of the Penguin. Like, (laughs) real scared. Um, I just want to say my vote is for Dark Knight Rises because I've well, not watched it in the last couple of months, but I watched it in the last year or two. I remember thinking, This is pretty good. And I like the Bane voice as much fun as everybody had with it. I thought he was a good Bane. And I think Tom Hardy is a I thought he did a good job with Bane overall, despite the imitable voice he created.
2: <laughs> I like the voice too. I just couldn't understand it. It's like I needed mm-hmm. captions whenever he spoke on screen because I was just missing the scenes. Um I'll make it interesting. Um, I was a bit disappointed by Dark Knight Rises. And I, I love Tom Hardy. I've mentioned before Tom Hardy is my dream Logan casting for the inevitable mutants in the MCU. Um, but I I it's probably a better movie too, but Batman Returns is just so memorable to me. Um I
1: like them both.
2: <laughs> like Michelle Pfeiffer even in her weird, creepy, gothic Selena Kyle, she probably was one of my early crushes, I remember. I remember watching a movie and being like, that's an attractive lady. I was gonna say
1: uh, ain't nothing weird about it. She's sexy as fuck
2: in that house. Uh, so, I mean we were little kids. <laughs> yeah, then uh Danny DeVito in you remember when the penguin wears his like dirty potato sack pajamas? <laughs> she was memorable. And then he had the March of the Penguins They're... with rockets on them. Li- Batman li- Returns is a fucking memorable movie for me. So, real quick, the line, the
1: line where uh, Danny DeVito whips his big flipper arm in the air and goes "Turn on the AC" is one of my favorite lines of that movie. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, guys. I mean, that's it for me. My
2: vote's Batman Returns. So we got we actually got votes on this side. There's not it's not a clean sweep.
1: I didn't think it was. I think I think it's gonna be close. Uh, mark, where do
2: you go in this one? <laughs>
3: uh, I I have to kind of hedge with Steph. Um, I liked Batman Returns more than The Dark Knight Rises, and I think it, it is a lot because of what Bobby said. It it's hard to come off when you make a film like uh, The Dark Knight because that was just monumental, um, and it, it was impossible to hit that mark again. But ultimately, even you know, separating that from this movie, I just didn't care for it that much. You know, I agree with you guys, and absolutely agree with Tom Hardy. Just being a phenomenal actor and doing a really good Bane, I just couldn't get into the storyline that much. I just didn't really care about what was going on for the most part. Whereas, Batman Returns, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it is, like Stefan said, it is very memorable. I think, you know, watching it now, it's probably extremely campy, but I think there there could be fun, and I think it's a quality enough film that that doesn't ruin it um, in and of itself. Um, and yeah, it's just it, it like Bobby said, it is, it is a tough matchup because uh, The Dark Knight Return isn't I don't think it's a bad film. It just didn't really connect with me. Um in the ways a lot of these other films had.
0: I I feel like you combined the titles by calling it the Dark Knight Returns. Uh oh, because well, I can't
3: see the, the icon. I just see Dark Knight and then there's this white stuff that that's I one can't one was Rises. Rises. Rises was right. the
1: third one.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Batman Returns as well. Um oh. I'm sorry, Bob. The it's Dark okay. Knight I like I, was... I, I like
1: I like them both quite a bit. So I'm I got no issue.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the Dark Knight Rises was in my opinion, it was an excellent movie, but Batman Returns is a, I guess, a more excellent movie. You know, I had completely forgotten that in the the final, the final scenes, the final attacks from the joke from from the Penguin, that the man did strap you know penguins with freaking with freaking missiles. <laughs> he did.
1: Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, no, I have no I, problem with that movie back, advancing, brother. <laughs>
0: If I look back at this movie now, I'm like, wow, this movie has some really ridiculous moments. Oh, for example, the uh, the penguin funeral when the penguin dies, when all the penguins just come and drift them out into the water like it's a twisted Viking funeral. Um, even About with that. me, even with me making fun of it, I'm still picking Batman Returns.
2: I mean, we could have just summed this up as Dark Knight Rises did not have penguins. There are not an <laughs> army of marching penguins in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I feel we got to emphasize again. Checkmate, Bob, checkmate. Dude, it's
1: fine. Uh, Stefan, you pointed out sexy-ass Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman.
0: Batman Returns also didn't have Chris, uh, Christopher Walken. That's true. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises did not have him.
2: Um, All right, we got a little slight upset with real another quick, uh, 11 as I over noticed, As
1: I've noticed, both Batman 1 or Batman 89 and Batman Returns are on something called the DC Universe streaming service or streaming service slash comic book. I don't, what is this? They have, they have Doom, Doom Patrol, Patrol Doom which is a yeah. good TV show. They
3: have the Young Justice Season 3. It's exclusive there. Yeah, that was pretty good.
1: How much is this thing?
3: Um there's probably some probably corona like, probably like deal tables. going on.
1: They only have enough content for you to do their one week trial. That's what days. I'm wondering. Like, how what, how far am I gonna get when I'm done watching Batman Returns and Batman again?
2: <laughs> Watch Sorry. Young Justice. Doom Patrol is supposed to be very good. I've heard a lot of positive things about Doom Patrol. I thought
1: Young Justice made it back to Netflix. Anyway.
2: Uh yeah, so Batman returns with a slight upset there. Um in the three versus fourteen oh, this Bobby is some said, manipulation
1: right here by Stefan. <laughs>
2: Bobby would refute my uh, non biases here. In number three, we have Wonder Woman taking on the 14th seated, very seldom known. People do not know this movie, and that's why it's this low. Because I asked so many people about this movie. No one saw Chronicle.
1: Nope. I, no I, yeah, right I saw Chronicle. I love Chronicle. We saw Chronicle right after Nick Diaz and Carlos Condit bored us to tears. <laughs> Make the case for Chronicle, Bob. Yeah, it's, it's, it's better than Wonder Woman. Um, that's my case. I saw Wonder Woman. Look, like, I'm hard on Wonder Woman. Um, I remember seeing it the first time in theaters thinking, oh, okay, that was pretty good. Um, and then I watched it again. And the first half, you're like, oh, okay. And then the second half, you're like, oh, okay, that's not good. Um, I thought they really tried to, this is a harsh criticism they're really proud of themselves to, of making a superhero movie with a female lead. And they kept trying to be like, play up the fact that they got a woman lead and pat themselves on the back. I mean, it's... I mean, having a... I mean, woman lead is the wrong word. Having a female superhero movie, they really seem to be patting themselves on the back a lot for the entire first half of the movie is what I came off as, especially upon seeing it again. Again, this is a movie I overall thought was pretty good. Um Chronicle is an incredibly original concept. And it's almost more of a super villain movie than a superhero movie. And there's a lot of like um, little kid fantasy or even high school kid fantasy in there too. Uh, But being a disaffected youth and having a, you know, that whole, it's it's a, I don't want to spoil the movie because quite frankly, not a lot of people have seen it and there's a real opportunity for people to see something they don't know anything about. But it's a really cool original concept. And I thought Wonder Woman's, spent half a movie patting themselves on the back for making a Wonder Woman movie. That's I my it's funny
2: you, I think it's funny you say that, Bob, because to me, the first two-thirds of Wonder Woman is a fucking fantastic superhero That's movie. fine.
1: Like, I feel otherwise. That's fine. <laughs>
2: I was say, you coming down on the woman thing. That's a... That's a I don't know about that take, Bob. I no, no, look, look. I want to go on that hill. No, like Captain it.
1: Marvel. They make, well, Marvel made Captain Marvel and had a female superhero lead and d- and didn't give themselves high fives the entire time is what I thought.
0: Oh, it, see, it, it I, I, I want to disagree that, with that. It it wasn't that like uh important that Captain Marvel was a woman in Captain Marvel.
2: Or are you you guys gotta both be kidding me? I love Captain Marvel. They had the flashback where the guy is like, that's why they call it a cockpit. They hammered the men in the military don't take you seriously.
1: They had the whole, like, uh, what's her name? They did that, that like, five times in that movie. What was the name? I don't remember his fucking character's name. What, Captain Kirk had a secretary? She's like, oh, sounds like a slave to me. That whole bullshit about a woman. Dude, dude, that movie beat you over the head with it. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, both these movies are going to advance, probably. I I vote chronicles. what I'm saying. All right, that's all I'm saying. I got Chronicle.
2: (laughs) Mark, chime in.
1: Um, Yeah, I...
3: I think the problem I have with Chronicle, and is kind of like um, unbreakable too, is, and it gets into semantics, I don't really, they're not really like superhero movies as much as they're like superpower movies. It's people get a superpower, and this is how it kind of affects them. There's no real like, they take control of it, and they utilize their power for good or evil or what have you. It's more, I think both those movies are kind of cases of, this is my condition, and this is how I live with it. Instead of this is how my condition, this is how I own it, and I control it, and I become a master of it. Um, but I still think Chronicles is a really fun movie. I think it does have a really fun concept, and it is fun seeing these characters with these you know superpowers and how that changes them and controls them. Um, ultimately, I, I did like Wonder Woman a lot, and it could be because, like Bobby mentioned before, I only saw it once. I saw it once in the theater, and... It really resonated with me, and I. But I also agree with the criticism too. I think the second half of the movie does get silly. I think these new DC films, especially those kind of older versions of the DC films, kind of have a hard time sticking the landing. Uh, but I did think the beginning was really good. And one thing that I do really like about the DC movies, and it seems to be the action sequences in the more beginning half of the movie, I think are just done incredibly well. I think I love the scene of her fighting in. Isn't wasn't it? Wasn't a World War One? Or something where she has like she has the shield and she's fighting the Gatling gun and and that shit's that's just fucking powerful, great imagery. And I think that's one thing I really like from these DC films is they get they get the action sequences right when it's not just like okay, we're gonna have you guys, we're gonna have these two things like smashing into each other from far away and it's gonna all be CGI when it's boots on the ground we're really gonna feel the kicks and punches and you smashing through this wall and we're gonna we're gonna see you smashing through that wall it's not gonna be a weird cutaway. i think they really excel and i think this movie does that stuff well um i think this one is a tough one to call um because i did enjoy chronicle a lot but it's hard for me to like i just remember like these kids get these powers and x y and z's happens and it doesn't really make me want to watch it again whereas i kind of want to watch those one woman action sequences again if not the last half of the movie, where I'm okay. going to be like, you know, I get it. I, I, I kind of know how this I, ends. I really it's, like
1: it. the. I like the music they play in DC movies when they're like shit's about to get real. That little riff. Th- this has that, a that, good, little, that little little riff soundtrack. thing, like. I mean, maybe yeah. it was...
2: calling it DC movies. That's Wonder Woman's theme, Bobby. That's no, but they do. But, they, but it. they do it in like all of them, don't
1: they? I thought they did it. Yeah, do it in, like, do Batman, it in
2: versus... Batman versus Superman when she shows up. Okay. that's one thing I Fine. want to give credit to. No, I, I I don't mean to like call you. DC has better music than Marvel. Like Marvel has good soundtrack, but like Marvel's scoring, they don't have iconic themes. Like
3: I think the Avengers, I think they they when they want to swell high, they can do that well. But there's a lot of middling stuff that if it's not a licensed soundtrack, it kind of just bleeds.
2: So <laughs> what I mean is like DC, the the Batman theme, you can hear it. The Superman theme, you can hear it. The Wonder Woman theme, you can hear it. You can all you can hear the Avengers theme. You That's can't it. hear the Captain America one. You can't hear the yeah, Iron Man no, one. Agree. So. That's one thing DC has done
1: really well, and I just want to give them credit. For. You know what DC shouldn't get credit for? It looks like all their movies were filmed in Seattle. Why is it so gloomy? Go that ahead. is the Snyder vision. <laughs> that look, is, that but is also, Snyder. you know what DC has? I, what I like. This is weird to say this. I like that they have a lot of nighttime time fights because Marvel has so few nighttime fights that I started to miss nighttime fights in these movies. It's real bright when motherfuckers are throwing down in Marvel movies, hmm. which was a thing that was a problem in the past. Now, like, Batman and Superman, and they're all fighting fucking, um... I don't remember, the bad guy. Who was the bad guy in, in, uh, in Batman or Superman? Help me Doomsday. out. Doomsday. Doomsday. It's fucking, like, 9 p.m. I'd, I'd miss the fight with a big bad in the darkness. <laughs> Just,
2: that's that's why we like the Blade movies so much, Bobby. It happens in the dangerous hours. Exactly. The, the, the hours where no one should be awake. Mike, well, you make this interesting.
0: Oh, I'm making it interesting. I was going to pick Chronicle. So,
1: uh, we need to figure out, Bob, cause I think I you know what I don't... already picked oh you already picked and also the two people left are women so I feel we have no chance here so why you don't can, I think you can pick Francis again yeah Yeah. <laughs> Francis is no Francis. help Francis got like two daughters doesn't he what there's no hope here
2: <laughs> in a tiebreaker scenario wait actually do you think I voted for Wonder Woman
1: I thought you were yeah. voting for Wonder Woman. Yeah, we no, I was it defending
2: was... it, Bobby. I was saying you have a be- I, I was saying I understand not liking Wonder Woman. I was saying your take was. Bad.
1: I didn't say I didn't like it. I just thought it's extremely overrated. I also think you set this up actually for Chronicle to win, so maybe you did vote for Chronicle. So yeah, so, um, if
3: it's three against one. Then Chronicle wins. It so does. Have to go to it the does.
1: Thing. I like yeah.
2: Chronicle. I liked it a lot. I, I just watched it like two days ago again. Um, I like it from the sense of, I know Mark. You said they don't really become superheroes, but it's actually Unbreakable as you end up learning. It's an origin story. And Chronicle never got a sequel, but it sets up in a way where the guy could have become that. Sure. but it,
3: I mean, but I'm, we're talking about the films in and of themselves. And, and those fair. two just seem like they don't really, they're not Don in a cape. Yeah. They're, they're figuring it out, which is I, just, I think is still a cool concept, but those just don't resonate as like someone that figures it out and be, and becomes the embodiment and controls their power, or whatever. That's just my take, but
2: for sure. And uh, but I just, what I like the charm of it to me is it shows three high school kids uh, you know, we, we we keep saying most people haven't seen it, so I'm just going to give a slight premise of it. Essentially, three different high school kids of different walks of life stumble on this crystal, which ultimately gives them telekinetic powers, and it's shot in a found footage style, kind of like Cloverfield, uh, Blair Witch Project. That was a very kind of in vogue thing around those, like, earlier 2000s. But, um, and what the charm of it, as I was saying, was if you suddenly had these powers, what would you do with them, you know? it's a big leap to become a superhero or a supervillain, right? You don't just jump to that conclusion. So, you kind of see their journey of, as they're kind of learning these powers, and they're finding out more things they can do, what is that kind of evolution of growth? And, yeah, I think it just makes a very memorable story. Um, But, I love Wonder Woman too, but Chronicle wins with uh, Mike's vote there. And, uh, I guess we're finally at the end of the line for the first round, because that's how much we talk about this. Oh, no, sorry. My apologies. Two more matches. In the 7 versus the 10, we have X-Men Days of Future Past versus Kick-Ass. Honestly, probably should have flip-flopped these in the seating. We know
1: Mark hates X-Men. Mark, did you like Kick-Ass?
3: Yeah, I did like Kick-Ass, so I'm going with that.
1: (laughs) I love Kick-Ass. I kept bringing up, when you were saying we were going to do this, I'm like, and you're going to include Kick-Ass, right? I think I just kept talking about Kick-Ass and Mystery Men, to be honest, most of the time here. Um, I read the book, by the way, uh, The movie takes a big left turn um, from the book. Just want to point that out. But I think the movie's great. Kick-Ass is a... The second one, not so much. First Kick-Ass movie, really good, though. I'm with
2: you there, Bob. Um, I know I've read the book, too. I like the movie version of Big Daddy better. The book... That would have been unnecessary. You feel, feel f- changed the tone. You of feel the
1: bad, all right? You feel bad after it's over when you read the book. Okay, that's what happens.
2: We sweeping it, Mike?
0: Yeah, we're sweeping it. I'm going with Kickass.
2: All right, we'll give you more breakdown when it's needed. Now, in the final matchup of this bracket, in the two slot, we have Black Panther versus our last play in, and that was. I don't know, mid-90s, late-90s? Spawn? Spawn is the king of the 90s. I mean... We, it's some year in the 90s. Yeah, Basically, you lived in the 90s, you knew Spawn.
3: I'll, I'll take Spawn, because it was one of the ones I wrote in. Um, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, obviously, Black Panther is just a better film overall, and I think it'll it'll win this. But, you know, to, to give Spawn some credit, I think it's it's of the age of the Blade movies, right? It is a action movie, first and foremost. Uh, but I think spawn as a franchise is a really interesting take on a kind of um oh, what do you call it like the punisher characters they're bad guys but they're actually kind of good yeah, um, hero. yeah the antihero uh role and i just think there's a lot of interesting colorful characters like um the clown who plays the clown do you guys remember it was the john, john lego yeah, and I thought he did a great job. I think there was some decent acting here. There's some fun action. Martin and it, it was really, it. you know, I w- not, not to say, like, I read the Spawn comics, but it was hard to to be a kid in the 90s and not know what Spawn was because if you liked action figures, Top, Tom McFarlane's Spawn figures just... You, you couldn't avoid them in the toy aisle. You're looking at G.I. Joe's and like, oh, man, these figures look kind of like shit. And you see the Spawn figures like, holy shit, this looks like a piece of art. And this dude has, like, this big-ass cape... And the, all these machine guns and chains and all these fucking buckles like he's coming out of Final Fantasy. Um, Tarbert Farland really has a flair for style. And I think th- that comes through in this movie a bit. Um, it, it is cheesy. You know, the CGI, I'm sure, doesn't hold up very well. Um, and, and therefore, it's it's really no competition for Black Panther. But it was a really fun f- film, you know. And if I you're mean, in a- the mood for these type of films, you know, I don't think you can go too wrong there.
1: Yeah, shout out to Stefan for matching up one of the handful of black superhero movies against the other. Black superhero movie, just serving it up to the slaughter. Um, look, real talk. The movie Black Panther starts with you know Oakland, California, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, there's literally no. I like, got literally that started. People in the movie theater I was just started cheering. Okay, that's <laughs> like that's where I was. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> like. There's no way. Look, I, I, jokes aside, Black Panther is top two three Marvel movie for me easily. I love Black Panther. I think it is perfectly done, per- just from top to bottom. And again, shout-out to Ryan Kugler. just shoving in Oakland anywhere he can, man. Just shoving in Oakland anywhere he can. I guarantee you, he's like, you want to do this movie? He's like, yeah, as long as I can make it so there's some Oakland shit going on. They're like, I guess, <laughs> fine, whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah. Spawn was fun, though. I haven't seen it probably since I was, I don't know, 13 it's years old. It's been a old. long time. Yeah. It could
3: not hold up. I wouldn't know, but what I remember is... The clown eating maggots off a of pizza and that grossing me out and spawn just like he, he he is just able to materialize guns whenever he wants so i thought that was really cool and chains you know, that like maybe
0: spawn maybe spawn would be a great movie to watch as an adult now
3: it could be it, it probably would make a little more sense than it yeah, was I'm, i think I'm there's realizing some
1: sexy my, times going on that was kind of like my, my, with- my role on this podcast to tell you guys where to watch these movies. So give me a moment, and I will tell you what service you need to pay for. I'm going to gonna watch. tell you
3: right now. You cannot watch Spawn anywhere. <laughs> no one has bought the rights. You know what? You got to rent
1: Spawn. Okay, you got to rent I'm it. telling you, man. I know. You, you got to rent Spawn. Even... It's it is. You know what? It is three bucks on Microsoft. Which I didn't know you could rent movies on Microsoft. I don't know that was a, that was a service. me, like, honest.
2: Four bucks everywhere else. I don't know if you need to watch Spawn. Spawn was very much a product of the '90s, which we were kids of. That's that's what Spawn was for. It exists in my memory. You know what?
1: Just watch the trailer, okay? Just watch watch the YouTube video. Type in Spawn ending. Watch the trailer, and then watch that YouTube video from Spawn ending. You got it.
2: Well, that wraps up the first round. Um, we kind of right. know we got the first group of advancing. Um, is there anybody, y'all, y'all have circled? Have you have you circled your favorite that you, you believe you're going to argue
1: throughout? You don't I gotta don't... say it, but do you do you have a feeling who your top movie is? I sure. feel I, th- I feel I feel it's become abundantly clear which one I'm probably voting for. But yes, I've got one that I feel strongly about. Um, this uh, there were some upsets. Um Man, we really let Thor die in the first round. Um there was... <laughs> Bobby, I had to say goodbye to Blade 2. I love Blade 2. I like think, Thor. I love Blade 2. Stefan, you, you you sharpened the blade that stabbed Blade 2, okay? You're the one who... No! Dude, it's you, like I you, just you know, briefly you know, forgot which one I liked more. Dude, you could have matched up, which was the one where I said I didn't like either movie. <laughs> there was a match. I didn't really like Incredibles 2 or First Class. You could have shoved Blade 2 into that matchup. It would have walked into the next round, right? <laughs> Instead of teeing up Chronicle, you got have teed up Blade 2. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? I don't know, you know how you guys feel about Blade 2. I don't, I knew I only know how I feel. You know I don't like Spider-Man and Mark doesn't like Spider-Man. That's two people right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys. We're going to be back next week where we're going to see – I think if we do have a guest, which I'm going to try. We have a guest as our fifth. Um, Chances are we're only going to get – if with five people – um <laughs> through one round maybe i'd imagine
0: well literally half of the team there's literally half of the sh- the movies now so she'll go quicker
1: yeah so i'm gonna say again if we have another person on this podcast stefan i think you're probably with me on this we're probably getting through exactly one round next week if we do that um but uh check us out uh if you want an updated bracket um i'm putting uh we'll we'll have one up um Probably in a few days, I want people to be able to listen to this first before we spoil it for them. I'm putting up Stefan's updated bracket, which was halfway through the first round, um, that we started with today, uh, up, um, probably in the next, uh, probably by the time you listen to this podcast, so it'll be up on the website, hopefully, so you can actually look at it. Um, there are fewer people listening to our podcast in general, obviously, but uh, I know those of you who are listening can't really drive. So having a visual component where you can look and follow us along is probably going to be helpful. And you guys can say, oh, okay, we're not just, you know, just, you know, you aren't just imagining a bracket. You can actually look and see, wow, you know, okay, it is, you know, we, we got Thor, Ragnarok, and Blade 2. Okay. Um, man, I'm gonna be real sad next week when it's Thor, Ragnarok versus Batman. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll see if we got a fifth, uh, fifth person with us. Uh, we're gonna do our best to do that. Um, thank you all for, so much for listening. Um, I know this is an MMA show and we all like fights. Um, and we will get fights back one day. But for now, we're just having a good time. And hell, maybe we'll do a bracket in a few weeks, which is what is the worst movie you've ever seen where the tuxedo starring Jackie Chan might win. Ugh, anyway, I, I walked out of that movie. That's the only movie no, no, I no, literally you walked did, out of. You didn't walk out because I was with you and we couldn't walk out because Victor wouldn't let us walk out. Remember?
3: I, I still think we walked yeah. out early. <laughs> anyway,
1: I really wanted to because uh, Victor was like, no, this is so good. And I'm like, "This is the, this is like the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> No man of Jennifer Love Hewitt showing off her goods was enough to make that movie interesting. Um, All right, boys and girls.
2: That was a PG-13 movie. (laughs) Ain't nothing being shown
1: off. I know. That's why we wanted to leave halfway through. We're like, well, we got everything we're going to get out of this one. Um, All right, boys and girls. Um, We'll check you out next week. Um, I was Dr. Law. That was Kid Presentable. That was Lavender Gooms. And that was DJ Mark. Um, Everybody stay safe. Uh, Wash your hands. You know, wear a mask. Wear some gloves practice social distancing, and uh, someone get the DC Universe thing and then tell us if it's worth it. Um, See y'all next week. Peace out. See ya.